Welcome to Served Neat, hosted by your girl, Jen Hartman. I'm the CEO of Neat, a boutique PR and marketing agency based out of Louisville, Kentucky. I launched Neat in 2019 with just $3,000 in my bank account. Since then, I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of emerging brands and Fortune 500 empires. I believe that marketing and PR should be served neat, just like your favorite bourbon. On this podcast, you'll hear about the latest and greatest growth strategies, the ups and the downs of entrepreneurship, and so much more. Pour yourself a glass of your favorite bourbon because it's time to dive in to this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. I officially made it out of my closet for a solo episode. I'm recording on the couch. I'm in my comfy clothes. It's raining as well. It felt like a better, more creative environment for me. So we relocated and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Unless the acoustics are awful, then I will go back into the closet for the next solo epi. But hi, I'm excited to be here. I would like to complain for just like two seconds because this is my podcast and I, I feel like I'm allowed to complain. <clears throat> okay, so it seems that I'm officially at that age where if I sleep wrong, I injure myself. About a week and a half ago, I slept weird and I have not been the same since. Like physically, mentally, cerebrally, spiritually, I did something to my neck and it hurts to look up and to the right. I cannot get the physical therapist in my life to come over and take a look at me. Nobody wants to touch my neck. So I might have to book myself at a physical therapy practice next week because I, I am unwell. I am not doing well. And I have slept weird so many times in my life and I have not injured myself in this vibe. Complaint number two, and then I promise I'll move on because you guys don't want to hear me complain, but I feel like I have to complain. Somebody, I'm not going to name names, but somebody got the zoomies during a walk two days ago and he pulled me across somebody's yard and of course it was a beautiful day outside it was so nice there were tons of families out and about and his leash got caught around my finger and he may or may not have broken my finger in the process of getting zoomies in the middle of a walk i don't want to name names or throw anybody any of my coworkers under the bus but I am traumatized and my finger may or may not be broken from that experience. It is black. It is blue. I cannot bend it. Y'all, I'm just falling apart. I haven't even hit 30 yet. My birthday's in June, by the way, June 19th. For anybody who's thinking about buying me a present, mark it on your calendar. Is this what happens as you age? Like I'm genuinely, genuinely afraid for what comes next. Like if I hurt myself from walking and from sleeping, what's next for me? Like what is my journey entail? I'm not sure. Whoever is 30 and above, DM me and tell me. Please reassure me it gets better. Okay, we're moving on. I'm so excited. We're talking about PR in today's episode, specifically about what PR is and what it isn't. I want to break down some common misconceptions that we hear on the team from clients and prospects all the time. And then I want to give you guys three initiatives that fall into the PR category that you probably have not considered before. So it's going to be a good one. I would like to think every episode is a good one, but this one is actually a good one. A lot of people think that PR is simply a press release. They hire a PR agency on retainer at 10K a month. And once a month, they type up a press release on whatever news the company provides them and they send it out on the wire. And that's it. They brush their hands and they go, okay, we're done. We've done our jobs. And that is not, yes, PR does involve press releases from time to time, but I will say we very, very rarely send out press releases for the reason that most people don't give a shit about what is going on in your business. Unless you're launching a product that is going to change the lives of millions of people 
people or you are just doing something that is so groundbreaking that journalists and their audiences are truly going to care about it, press releases just do not matter. They just don't matter. If you updated something in your product, that is not worthy of a press release. Don't even waste your time. There are other ways to get yourself into the media. For example, instead of press releases, we do a lot more news jacking when it comes to mass media. So what it is, is you are finding a trend or a breaking news topic and you're latching yourself onto that topic. For example, we had a client, well, currently have a client. She is an emergency management expert. So she helps with crisis management planning. Think about severe weather, school shootings, things like that she's involved in. And so in the fall last year, we had the Maui fires and we attached her to the Maui fires and she was able to be quoted in Forbes among multiple other publications because we were finding a trend, finding a current topic that we were able to latch her onto and position her as a thought leader. We also did this for her when a Taylor Swift fan died at a concert. I think it was November or December of last year. And she was able to come in and provide quotes on concert safety and things of that nature. So you can do this regardless of your industry, who you are, what you are, what the trending topic is. There's always a link that you can make and become that go-to expert, that go-to source for journalists. And this is such a good way to get picked up and to get picked up quickly is news jacking. So screw the press release. I mean, truly most businesses don't need to push out press releases every month and hop on the news jacking trend instead. The other misconception I see, and it drives me insane, is that you got to pay to be in top tier media. That is not true at all. You pay a monthly retainer to work at the PR agency. You're not paying on top of that to get earned features. Now, of course you can buy ads. You can buy an ad in Forbes and and that's an additional fee, but you're not paying to be quoted in Forbes. I see emails like this all the time where it's like, for the low, low price of $20,000, you can have a guaranteed feature in Forbes. And that is not how it works. If you're seeing emails like this, I mean, even as a PR agency, we're getting emails like this all the time. What could be happening behind the scenes is they are taking their client's money, they're turning around, they're paying a journalist at that top tier media outlet to include them in an article. And then the article goes live. Well, this sounds really nice because you're seeing that guarantee. Here's why this is a problem. This is a big no-no for journalists. Journalists cannot take financial incentives to include various people or brands in their articles. That is a no-no. You cannot do that. If the journalist gets caught, they get fired. The article gets taken down. You just wasted $20,000. It's not worth it. So if you're getting emails like this, I know it looks enticing, but stay away. Earned media is earned media for a reason. It's because you are earning a spot in an article. Okay, now that we've talked about two different myths that are common in the PR space, let's talk about the other options you do have for PR that you probably have not considered to even be PR. The first one that is pretty low-hanging fruit that I love, Instagram Lives. Interview another founder from a brand in an adjacent industry who shares a similar ideal customer. What's going to happen is this is going to pop up on both your page and their page. So you're easily tapping into a new audience. And if you're like, uh, help, I need some ideas. Like, who do I go after? Let me give you some ideas. If you are a dietitian, you could interview personal trainers. 
if you own a hair care brand, shampoo, conditioner, curling irons, whatever it may be, interview stylists. If you sell foot pics, interview an OnlyFans star. If you own a beverage brand, interview a mixologist. So you're looking at adjacent industries, not competitors, adjacent industries. You could even turn this into a series. For example, Foot Talk Fridays, Tipsy Tuesdays, Let Your Hair Down Saturdays. I don't know. You could even like turn it into a really fun series. And then it's like once a week, you're interviewing somebody else and you're consistently tapping into somebody's audience. And in the process, you're creating social media content. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. You're doing PR, but you're also doing your social media marketing at the same time. In fact, if I had no PR budget and not a ton of time on my hands, I would lean into Instagram Lives or if Instagram is not where your ideal customer lives, maybe it's LinkedIn. Do LinkedIn Lives. There are so many different ways to go about this. I mean, you can do Facebook. There's so many different Facebook groups you can do a live training in. But this is PR. This falls into the PR category and it's incredibly powerful. Okay, next up, podcast interviews. How often is it that you get somebody's undivided attention for at least 30 minutes? I mean, not too often. You'll want to find industry podcasts that regularly have guests on their show. You don't want to chase after a podcast host who has never had a guest on their show before. They're going to be like, what the heck? Do you even pay attention to my podcast? In the pitch, you're going to want to include a compliment. Why do you love their show? Why do you think you're a good fit for their show? And also include three different episode ideas that their audience would love. In the pitch... I would say like specifically near the end, maybe in the last paragraph, make sure to include that you'd be happy to share the podcast episode with your audience of X number of people. This is really great because we want to know what we're going to get in return for having you on our show outside of the information you can share. Are you positioning us in front of your audience? What types of people are you putting us in front of? That could really help to seal the deal. When it comes to podcasts and pitching, I would say if you're pitching yourself, definitely send an email first, but don't be afraid to follow it up with an Instagram DM because so many podcast hosts are active on Instagram, whether it's on their personal page or if they have a podcast page, because sometimes let's be real. Emails don't always make it to somebody's inbox. Sometimes it goes to promotion. Sometimes it goes to spam. And that can be a really good way of flagging somebody's attention, getting someone's attention. Okay. Last but not least, because seriously, so many other options for PR, but you guys don't want to listen to me talk all day. Maybe you do. If you do, you know what? Send me a DM. Send me a DM. Speaking at events. And I would say I kind of went in order of easiest to hardest. Instagram lives, easiest speaking at events is going to be the hardest. And the timeline for securing speaking events or I guess speaking opportunities. Events plan so much further in advance. Like we're pitching clients right now for events that are happening in 2025 and beyond. So just know that when you pitch yourself for an event, it's not going to be something that happens next month probably or the week after, the week after or the month after. So it definitely take some planning, but find events that your ideal customer is going to attend and be in the audience. There are so many industry events for marketing, for example, like there's an event where a lot of agency owners will attend and network and talk about best practices. But is my ideal client an agency owner? Absolutely not. So I probably wouldn't look to speak at an event like that, but I would likely speak at an event where there are food and beverage founders or fashion brand owners. I would really look at those events where my ideal client is going to be sitting in the audience. 
When you're pitching to speak at events, make sure you are including footage of yourself speaking at past events. Always include it. I always recommend including a couple of different ideas for topics you could speak on and also include your bio as well and keep it short and sweet. You don't want to send somebody a pitch that is a page long or two pages. And this is for anything, whether it's speaking at an event, speaking on a podcast, or you're pitching yourself to the media. If you are typing a draft of your pitch in a Google Doc and you're using 12 point font, if your pitch is any longer than 75% of the page, it's too long. Now is not the time to use flowery language. When you pitch, it should be short and sweet. But remember the last time you sent a resume into a job? It's one page. It is concise. It's basically your highlight reel. And that's how you should treat a pitch. A journalist is going to skim or a podcast host or an event host. They're going to skim and look for the main points. They're not going to read every single word. So the shorter, the better. Okay, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I really just wanted to hit home that there are other options when it comes to PR. It's not just sending a press release. It's not paying to be in Forbes. There's Instagram lives. There's podcast interviews. You can speak at events. Those count as PR and they are incredibly effective at getting you in front of your ideal customers and generating sales. If you guys have questions about today's episode, you'll know where to find me. I'm happy to answer any questions, comments, concerns. Happy to have a healthy debate. All right, y'all, that's it. And I will catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Served Neat. I hope you enjoyed listening and found some tasty nuggets of marketing wisdom to help you take your brand to the next level. Remember, just like a perfectly crafted cocktail, marketing is all about finding the right balance and serving it up with a splash of creativity. So keep building, keep refining, and keep serving up your brand with style. And if you're thirsty for more insights, follow us on Instagram at Nate underscore the agency for even more marketing tips and tricks. Be sure to subscribe and join us for our next episode of Served Nate. Until then, cheers.